I'm Marianne Kolbasek-McGee, Managing Editor of Healthcare Info Security. The recently released HIPAA Omnibus Final Rule brings changes in compliance requirements for covered entities and their business associates and subcontractors. Today I'm speaking to Marcy Wilder, Director of Hogan Lovell's Global Privacy and Information Management Practice. Marcy was formerly the Deputy General Counsel at the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and was a lead attorney on the original HIPAA rule in 1999. Marcy will be discussing what some of the key HIPAA changes mean for covered entities, business associates, and subcontractors, and what they should be doing to prepare for compliance. To start, just tell us very briefly about your organization and your role. I direct the privacy and information management practice here at Hogan Levels. Uh, We have one of the largest global privacy practices in the world, and my area of specialization is in health privacy and health IT. With the release of the HIPAA Omnibus Final Rule, covered entities will need to make modifications to their business associate agreements. Why and what kind of modifications are needed? The world has changed for business associates in very significant ways. It used to be that they were bound by contractual obligations, and now for the first time they will be subject directly to the jurisdiction of the Department of Health and Human Services for purposes of HIPAA compliance. And that means, in part, that these new obligations are going to need to be reflected in business associate agreements. So the key provisions in terms of changes to those contracts are going to be to make clear that they are, that they need to fully comply with the security rule, that they need to report breaches to their covered entity customers. They're going to need to ensure that subcontractors have their own business associate agreement in place and they're going to need to comply with the minimum necessary standard, which is a part of the rule that says you, when you're using protected health information or disclosing it, you can only use or disclose the minimum necessary to accomplish a given task. So these are some of the obligations that are going to need to be reflected in the contracts uh, that business associates are going to need to deal with. And, and all of that is, in fact, true for business associates as compliance obligations exist, regardless of whether there is, in fact, a contract in place, although there's supposed to be. And compliance with the rules are going to be required pretty soon. I mean, folks really have six or seven months to get their compliance programs in place or updated. Um, the, the compliance date is September 23rd of this year, although they do have an extra year to modify their existing business associate contracts. Covered entities will also need to make changes to their privacy notices. Why and what kinds of changes are needed there? Well, the Department of Health and Human Services decided that some of the new requirements, and in fact even some of the old ones that weren't previously required, ought to be included in the notice of privacy practices provided by HIPAA-covered entities. You know, there's a, there's a fair amount of controversy over these notices because they're very long. They read a little bit like mortgage documents. And some folks say that they're too complicated and too long and people don't read them and therefore it would be better to just make them shorter and more user-friendly. Uh, others 
say that it's important to make full disclosures so that patients can be fully aware of how their information might be used. Uh, HHS went with a sort of compromise position in, in that they are requiring those longer, more complicated notices, but they're allowing a, a layered notice approach where you can sort of put a summary up front. Uh, and the kinds of things that will need to be added, there are, there are new provisions requiring uh, more specific statements about when and how health information will be used for marketing, when the conditions under which protected health information will or will not be sold, statements related to fundraising, more specific statements about genetic information and individual rights, and folks also need to make clear that patients have a right to be notified if there is a data breach. What key steps should covered entities, business associates, and subcontractors be taking now to comply to the final rule? Well, I think the first thing they'll want to do is review and update their privacy policies and procedures. They're also going to need to determine who their business associates are or whether or not they are a business associate in light of the change definition. You know, one of the things that the new rule does is it expands the definition of business associate. So some folks that maybe fell into a gray area before, like cloud storage providers, are now clearly business associates because the department made clear that it used to be that if you if if you are you if you're a vendor or a service provider and you're using or disclosing protected health information on behalf of your customer, you're a business associate. Now, the department added the word maintaining. They're saying if you are simply maintaining protected health information on behalf of your client, even if you never access it, you are a business associate. And that that's news. And so there's going to need to be some going back and figuring, making sure you have business associate agreements in place with all of the relevant uh, vendors and service providers. If you're a business associate, one of the things you want to do in short order is a HIPAA security risk assessment, and you're going to want to document your security policies and procedures in, in the ways that, that HHS requires. Everybody's going to need to update their data breach policies and their breach response plans. They're going to need to modify, we'll talk about the data breach uh, provisions shortly, but they're going to need to modify the risk assessment tool they use when they're trying to figure out if an incident rises to the level of a data breach. They're going to want to train their workforce, and they're going to want to engage executives in promoting data stewardship as a core value. That can really go a long way toward making sure that uh, that folks understand what their obligations are and there's an expectation that they will keep protected health information private, confidential, and will use it only in, permit- in the permitted ways. What sort of struggles do you think covered entities, business associates, and subcontractors will likely have in their compliance efforts, and what sort of help will they need? You know, I think that the HIPAA privacy rule is complicated and not always straightforward. And so in figuring out how those policies and procedures need to be revised, folks will likely need some help. In updating the data breach policies, I think folks will probably need help. And also, it used to be that if you are a healthcare organization, 
and you have an unauthorized use or disclosure of protected health information, you needed to figure out if that disclosure, unauthorized use or disclosure, could, whether or not there was a significant risk of harm to the affected individuals. And if there was, you needed to notify, and if not, you didn't. The department changed that standard in some very important ways. And now they're saying any unauthorized use or disclosure is going to be presumed to be a data breach unless you can show that there is a low probability that the data was compromised. And there's a, a, a specific test that you need to apply. I think organizations are going to need help in the short term on figuring out what that new standard means, how to implement it, and how to put in a process to do all of the risk assessments that are going to be required. We're going to see a lot more risk assessments that need to be done and documented. So I think those are areas. And then, then finally, I think some folks are going to need help in determining who is and is not a business associate. Those are all areas where I think um, in the short term folks will need help. You know, with, like with any new regulation, there's a need in the early stages for, often a need in the early stages for outside expertise. And then as the compliance programs get up and running, that, that expertise comes in-house and they don't, you don't need to rely as much on, on, on outside counsel. And I think we're going to see that process over the next six months to a year. What kinds of penalties will covered entities, business associates, and subcontractors face now under the final rule? Well, when Congress enacted the high-tech law, they greatly enhanced the types of penalties that HHS could impose for HIPAA violations. So now civil monetary penalties can go up to $1.5 million per provision violated in a given year. And most data breaches and most violations and most HIPAA violations involve more than one provision. So there are quite substantial fines that can accrue um, for HIPAA violations, including data breaches. As you mentioned earlier, Marcy, under the final rule, the breach notification rule changed from a standard of harm to one based on the probability of information being compromised. Under the new standard, how do you think the nature of breaches that get reported might change? I think we're going to see more breaches reported. It's clear HHS seems to have done two things. One, they wanted to move from a subjective standard to a more objective standard. And they're saying that the new standard is more objective and they're thinking perhaps more straightforward to apply. I'm not sure I agree with that. And the second thing they did was they clearly lowered the threshold for reportable breaches, that more breaches will will be reported now or will be required to be reported than before. So I don't know that the nature of breaches will change. The nature of breaches is the nature of breaches. Bad things and unfortunate things happen. Laptops get stolen. Devices get lost. Hackers get in. So the nature of the breaches I anticipate will stay the same, but the number of breaches or the types of breaches that are reported will likely increase. And I think also significantly, because of this presumption that all uses, all unauthorized uses and disclosures are breaches, there's going to be 
there are going to be more risk assessments, more documentation around those types of incidents than was required before. Thanks, Marcy. I've been speaking to Marcy Wilder. This is Marianne Kolbesak-McGee for Information Security Media Group. Thanks for listening.